Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, guys? Happy birthday, bitch! <laughs> if you didn't know, MJ's birthday was, uh, what, fucking two days ago? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If anybody cares. No, probably he's, not. He's a year older. Yeah, just, you know, old man now. I know. <laughs> Did you ever think you are going to make it to uh, whatever age you are? Oh, hell yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. Even when you were sitting in that jail cell that one night after uh, having a taillight out? <laughs> well, yeah, that that was, uh, <clears throat> I was definitely questioning my uh, my future with that. Okay. Well, let, let, let's uh, let's kind of get into this because we had some technical difficulties uh, at the start of the show. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll jump right into my first article because you don't want to fucking say anything. Surveillance video shows black students <laughs> forcing white students to say black lives matter at Ohio school. Oh, damn. If, they, if this was white students forcing black students to say white lives matter, this, oh my God, there'd be fucking riots everywhere. That'd be all over the media. Not just one article. Yeah. Newly released surveillance video shows the viral incident which took place at Ohio Elementary School involving black students allegedly assaulting white students and forcing them to say Black Lives Matter. This incident occurred at Kenwood Elementary on February 10th. So it's almost a month old, but, you know, the uh, video footage is uh, coming out. A few, few of the students who had tried to avoid the situation... Uh, were chased down and escorted, dragged, or carried to a spot on the playground, according to the report, which states that uh, the group forced the white students to say Black Lives Matter. WDTN reports one student was punched in the head by one of the suspects, and the black students were reportedly recording the white students as well. Newly released surveillance video appears to show these claims also uh, show the claims showing the cluster of students on the playground with two students bringing another to the swings. Another student knocks the escorted student to the ground. Springfield police announced last week they are pursuing charges in this case. These are children, elementary school children who are involved, Springfield Police Chief Allison Elliott said. They basically told him to get down on his knees and say BLM. And if they did it, he didn't, that they were going to beat him up and all that, Springer said of one of the 12-year-old victims. A mother of one of the alleged victims took the took to social media warning Kidwood Elementary families. I just want to let people know that my 12-year-old was really forced to his knees Friday to say BLM. Watch your babies. This is getting unsafe, she exclaimed. That's yeah, fucked up. Yeah, it is. Just because it's reversed, it's still not all right. The father of one of the children told the local news station, Elliot affirmed that we are actively pursuing charges for the identifying assaults that occurred. While previous laws only allowed the district to provide details about the discipline of a child to their parent or guardian, the Springfield City School District does not approve of and will not tolerate the reported behavior, the Springfield City School District said in a statement. That, that's, that's fucked up. Like, those elementary school kids. Yeah, where, where do you think they're fucking learning this? Exactly. They're learning that from their, their fathers, their mothers, their cousins, whatever. Some adult that's teaching them how to do that. Yeah. The Springfield uh, Police Division is in the process of pursuing charges for involved students based upon the ongoing investigation and the district will issue appropriate school discipline in accordance with uh, board policy. The school district added, assuring it will not give up on any student. No student left behind, right? <laughs> yeah. Black Lives Matter, Dayton also released a statement uh, condemning the incident. The Black Lives Matter Daytona group is disheartened to learn of the incident at Kenwood Elementary School in Springfield, Ohio, involving black students, alleged uh, negative engagement towards white students while using the Black Lives Matter phrase, the group said, adding that it continues to support ongoing student diversity and inclusion 
that fosters proper um, relations in educational settings that allow for an understanding of culture uh, differences while acknowledging the issue at hand of cultural tensions. So, you know, it's fine that this is making the news, but people will be fucking losing their minds like um, all the white liberals. Yep. Saying, oh, yeah. saying, but but where are they to, to defend these, you know, um, you know, these white children? Nowhere. Because their their narratives being pushed through and they're they're loving it. Yeah, but what what I don't understand. It's 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 uh if if it's black kids, it's one way. If it's white kids, it's another way. So I mean, you know, it's just um that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It definitely wow. is. So my first article is from Fox News. Workers in Democrat-run North Carolina tourist city bemoan downtown decline, quote-unquote, really disturbing. Business owners and workers in a Democrat-run North Carolina tourist town said their downtown district is deteriorating amid rising crime, rampant homelessness, and diminishing uh, police. Multiple people who work in downtown Asheville, North Carolina, bemoaned the condition of the city and pinpointed a lack of police presence to its decline, according to an investigation by local outlet Asheville Watchdog. Is this a, is this, is this a follow-up article? No. The one you've done? I have done one from down south. They were ha- they're having a big fucking issue. Oh, it's not, got, it's uh, not a follow-up, oh, but no, it's just another one. Well, I, I heard Taurus Town again, so I didn't know if it was the... The same town. Oh, yeah. So, uh, goes on to say, we really need beat cops, police on bicycles. Rose Garfinkel, who lives and works downtown, told the outlet, the lack of a police presence is noticeable. Things have taken a turn in the last five years. This is what we've been saying all along with these Democrat-run cities and towns, and now they're, they're being taken over by people breaking in, breaking the law, and because there's no re- repercussions for it. You know what I mean? They don't they don't really care that they're going to get caught cuz they're going to get caught, maybe spend the night in jail or whatever and then they're just going to be like, "Yeah, now I'm out now. I'm going to I'm going to fucking keep doing shit." And it's not just the Democrat run cities and towns either. It's there's there's Republican run towns that that have that. Yeah, you know, but mo- mo- most of your towns and cities in this country are uh that are going to absolute shit are Democrat run. Yeah, because of their policies. No, exactly. So it goes on to say, violent crime has spiked in the historic mountain town during recent five years amid an influx of people moving in from out of state. Violent crime in Asheville per 100,000 people increased 31% between 2016 and 2020, nearly double the national average, and 18 uh, percentage points higher than North Carolina's 13% increase statewide during the same period. Asheville Police Department Chief David Zack told Fox News Digital last fall that his department is straining to operate at 42% down every day after losing more than 100 sworn officers officers since summer 2020, when tear gas choked protests against police snarled downtowns for days. Break-in saw a, a a 200% monthly surge in January, according to local ABC affiliate WLOS. And, you know, I really don't blame that these hundred officers uh, left the job because shit's getting absolutely ridiculous with, you know, being a police officer nowadays. So the thing is, they, they need to be backed and they're not being backed. They're just being thrown out to the wolves out there. They need, it's not just the police that, that need to have to, to police. They need bills and they need everybody behind them to enforce all of this shit. Like when, when these people break into places, they need to fucking, they need to not be let back out. They need to go straight to jail and just fucking knock it out till they finish their time. Well, that, that has a lot to do with the court systems too, which um we just did an episode on. Exactly. If you haven't heard it yet, it's uh the real sun rap, the criminal justice systems. We dive into, uh, the police departments, the court systems, and the prison systems. Right. The joke of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we, we, we also talk about um, the, uh, the, the joke and the problems with it, but we also gave our solutions that we see. Right. 
So it goes on to say there's only two officers patrolling downtown each night, according to Asheville Watchdog. Sophia Deck, who manages a store, told the outlet that business owners are completely on our own in the city. Several downtown businesses, business owners noted a sharp increase in belligerent customers and lawless behavior that has caused their employees to fear for their safety. And this is the thing, wake up people. The first thing we need to do as Americans is vote these fucks out of office. Everybody that's not doing their job as a mayor, as a fucking senator, whatever. We need to get these fucking people out. So that way there we can actually live the fucking American dream that has been lost. It's not there anymore. This is not a fucking dream. It's turning into the American fucking nightmare right now. And exactly. we, need, we need to hold them fucking accountable when they're in office. We can just let them fucking, all right, well, I voted them in. All right, I'm done. Back to fucking TikTok. Fucking, we need, <laughs> <laughs> we need to hold them accountable. If they're doing a shitty job, then fucking, they need to be called out on it. Those are our fucking employees. Yeah. So fuck them. So going on to my next article, House panel, uh, Fauci prompted paper to disprove lab leak theory. Dr. Anthony Fauci appeared to commission a paper set out to disprove the laboratory leak theory according to a release by Republicans on the House Select Subcommittee investigating COVID-19 origins. FBI Director Christopher Wray last week said that COVID, the COVID pandemic probably was a result of a laboratory leak in China. No way. Wow. <laughs> Communications um, released Sunday showed Fauci, then a member of former President Donald Trump's White House Coronavirus Task Force, Dr. Francis Collins, and at least 11 other scientists were informed during a February 1st, 2020 conference call that the COVID-19 virus may have leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. No kidding. Wow. Here we are, what, three years later? <laughs> well, I mean, at least the shit's coming out, you know. Um, right, but that's what they said from the beginning, and then everybody was like, no, no, no. Yeah, but it, it, at least it's coming out, and he's probably going to be fucking held accountable for this, and he should be doing some time in jail. Oh, definitely. The um, House Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic's majority staff release also said the group was informed the virus may have been intentionally manipulated. Four of the scientists on the conference call then wrote a February 4th, 2020 paper called The Origin of SARS-CoV-2. The select committee's GOP members say that the evidence available suggests Fauci prompted Dr. Kristen Anderson, Professor uh, Scripps Research, to write write the origin paper and that the goal was to disprove any lab leak theory. It remains unclear what science changed or new evidence was discovered to change the minds of authors of the origin paper. Between the February 1st conference call and the February 4th draft, according to Republicans' release, the paper's final draft was sent to Fauci and Collins for approval before final publication in the, in the journal Nature Medicine, the House panel's release, uh, release stated. Um, our analysts clearly show that SARS-CoV-2 is not a laboratory construct or a manipulated virus, the scientists wrote according to the House panel's release. More than two months later, Collins reportedly emailed Fauci complaining that the paper did not do enough to discredit the lab theory according to the subcommittee's release. Fauci cited the paper when he addressed the media on April 17th, 2020 and distanced himself from the authors. Of course he did. Of course. Um, there was a study recently that we can make available to you where a a highly qualified evolutionary vi virologist looked at the sequences in the bats as they evolved in the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now totally constant with a, a jump of a species from an animal to a human, Fauci said, then asked if the virus 
had been intentionally manipulated. So the paper will be available. I don't have the author right now, but we can make it available to you. The house panels lease also said evidence suggests that Dr. Jeremy Freyer, chief scientist of the World Health Organization, uh-huh. who <laughs> was involved in a the writing of the origin paper. So I don't know. I hope uh, more shit starts coming out and that um, people are going to start being held accountable. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's fucked up that he's he's basically playing off the fact that, you know, jump from bats to people, which I'm, I'm sure it could. But, I mean, he's playing off the fact that in, you know, like rural China and, and you know, shit like that, they eat yeah, so pretty we, much anything. Yeah, so that that's what they're saying. Yeah. They're trying to say because they what they eat or choose to eat, that, that's how this was spread. But, you know, it's kind of funny that when this came out, how pissed off China got. Yeah. So I don't know. Makes you think. Um, did it? Did it originate from Ukraine because they had all those uh, bio labs on the border that Putin was talking about? Oh, they, no shit. Maybe it was pulled out of there, and yep. they're gonna try to blame it on China, and then you know try to push something, some type of conflict with China. Makes sense. I don't know. Makes sense. So my next article is from CBS. Thirty-five people detained after coordinated attack at Atlanta's Cop City Police Training Site. Nearly three dozen people have been detained after flaming bottles and rocks were thrown at officers during a violent protest at a police training center that's been the site of prior demonstrations and the death of a protester, Atlanta police said. Atlanta Police Chief Darren Shearbaum said at a midnight news conference that several pieces of construction equipment were set on fire Sunday at the site for the Atlanta Public Safety Training Center in DeKalb County. You know, this shit's happening over here while people are calling for the defunding of police. And that's most likely what they're demonstrating is, you know, they they don't want police anymore. And, well, we have police, and you see all of this shit happening right now. And... (laughs) If we defund the police and get rid of the police, then what the fuck do you think is going to happen out there? You know what it's I mean? Gonna, it's going to be chaos. And then, you know, that that's when eventually we're going to come to a lawless society and people are going to start handling shit themselves. Yeah. And, you know, uh, groups like that are not ready for people to start handling the shit themselves because it's not going to be like that. Um, when they were having the riots a couple of weeks ago in Atlanta and, you know, cops are arresting them and they're on the ground. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be saying a lot worse than that. If fucking the American people finally, you know, the law abiding American people finally realize this is a lawless society. People are going to start taking care of shit themselves. Yeah. They're not going to be saying anything anymore. No. So it goes on to say authorities charged 23 people with domestic terrorism in connection with the pr- protest, according to the Atlanta police department. The protesters facing charges, whose names and photos were published by law enforcement online, are from various states across the U.S. as well as Canada and France, according to police. Their ages range from 18 years old to nearly 50. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it kind of funny, though? They um, they went internationally to pull all these people, and how many were there? Like, maybe, maybe 24? There was 23 people charged with dom- domestic terrorism, but there was like 35 that were detained. Yeah, so out of out of all the all this shit of like, hey, you know, going international, that that's all you can come up with, <laughs> right? Thir- 35, 23 to thirty five people. Well, budget cuts, they had to you know spread it out. <laughs> well, it, it just shows that pe- people don't back that movement, you know. Yeah. Um, goes on to say, in a statement, police called the incident a coordinated attack on equipment and officers by individuals who they allege use the cover of peaceful protest and at it to access the premises before changing into black clothing and entering the construction area. And that sounds oddly familiar with the BLM protests and riots and shit that were going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that it's the same organization. They're just not using BLM right now. So I think it's fucked up because they went, it, it's a little weird that they went to that festival or whatever it was that was, you know, nearby. And then they broke off from there and went to that 
construction area. Yeah. So they, they, they use the same MO and, you know, they're, they're, they were trying to say that it's a peaceful protest and that got out of hand. And it's, it's fucking bullshit. That is the plan all along. It's to make it look like it's a peaceful protest so they can get a shitload of people down there and be like, oh, yeah, we're just we're just protesting. It's, you know, nothing. And then all of a sudden, out of, out of fucking nowhere, it, it erupts. Like, no, that's fucking, that is absolute bullshit. I don't believe it. I don't, I don't either. But we'll take it over to my next article with, uh, you know, my boy, Mayor Eric Adams. Oh. Yeah, he, he, the, he's been he's been on the news a little, you know. He was talking about uh, since since prayer has been taken out of schools, you know, all these problems have been uh, been happening oh, in the that's schools. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, on to the article, you know, of of his lovely city. New Yorkers charge five million every day to house, feed, and care for migrants. Fucking five million dollars. Five million a day. New Yorkers are being uh, charged millions every day to house, feed, and care for newly arrived border crossers bus from Texas. Since spring of last year, Texas Governor Greg Abbott and other governors have bused nearly 50,000 migrants to New York City, a sanctuary jurisdiction that has long prided itself on shielding illegal aliens from arrest and deportation. So stop bitching about it. <laughs> exactly. New York City Mayor Eric Adams' office confirmed that New Yorkers are being charged close to $5 million every day to provide housing and food for the roughly 30,000 migrants who remain in the city's care. Well, I wonder why. You have them in five-star fucking hotels. Yeah. Yeah, they're in hotels I, I would never be able to afford. Yeah, and then like, the and, and then they're saying it's not it's not good enough. Of course not. And and you know, and they're probably getting a five star meal from those fucking restaurants that are in the hotel. Well, they're probably saying that it's not good enough because they they were probably told there was going to be something better, like they were probably going to get a house or something. Well, they will when they get on their plane and go to Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, the New York City Emergency Management Commissioner Zach Iskol told the media that the cost of illegal immigration to New Yorkers will eventually come to a head. This is not sustainable, he said. Already, New Yorkers have been forced to spend some 60... Oh, shit, it's not 65. It's $650 million of newly arrived border crossers, and a total figure is expected to exceed $4 billion by next year. What the fuck? So literally, we're just turning into what they're running away from. Well, I I don't I don't understand what they're bitching about. They they could easily uh, deport these migrants, but they want to be a sanctuary city. So you're doing it to yourselves. Much of the cost is being spent on migrants whom Adams has placed in multiple luxury hotels for free, which is transferring millions from local taxpayers to wealthy landlords. <laughs> we just talked about that. You know, it's fucking, it's fucking ridiculous. Yep. In response, Adams has not asked president Joe Biden to end his expansive catch and release network where almost 2 million border crossers and illegal aliens have been released into the United States interior since February, 2021. Adams instead has called for Biden to fairly distribute border crossers and illegal aliens equally across all American cities and towns. That, that's a great fucking idea, Adams. But you want to know something? When Biden spreads them all over the fucking country to other cities and towns, you know what's going to happen? They're going to fucking be deported because not everybody wants to be a sanctuary city that protects illegal migrants that are coming into this country. Exactly. And you know what? I was, I was going to say, fuck that. No, no, no. But actually, I do like that because, like you just said, they're going to get transferred over to places like Texas and they're going to get fucking kicked out. Yeah. Well, they're already in Texas. That's where they're coming in from. Well, I know, but they're not. They're not keeping them there. So what? What are you? What are you saying? They're just gonna bust them there a different city or town in Texas? No, bust them. Bust them out. Fucking get them out of oh, here. Okay. Well, you said they were gonna end up in some in the state of Texas. They're already in the fucking state of Texas. They deported them out of Texas. I understand that, but you said yeah, they'll end up in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> from New York. 
No, because what he's claiming is that he wants Biden to distribute them equally out of the border towns of oh, Texas, okay. Arizona, and all those areas. Oh, okay. Come on, keep up. Trying. I know you just woke <laughs> up. <laughs> it is wrong what we're doing to Chicago, to Washington, and to New York cities and others, and even El Paso. Okay, I got. I take it all back. I guess you were right. <laughs> Fuck, Adam. <laughs> Adams told the media in a recent interview. Did you read this article? No. Nope. One city, one city, or our small city should not have to be burdened this way. That has never been done before. That is what. What's being done right now? Well, you know what? We should just shut down the fucking border. Simple as that. There you go. That's all we need to do. Exactly. So I, I don't see what the fucking problem is. If, I don't New, if, if, if New York wants to continue to spend that money, don't bitch about it. Because Adams, you're choosing to put these migrants in luxury hotels. Yeah, they don't have to be. If they, if they want to continue being the fucking sanctuary piece of shit city that they are, what they need to do is set up fucking camps. Set up a fucking tent with some cots. There you go. There's your fucking housing. Exactly. Sit, heat, AC, whatever they need. That's it. Or they, they should be put on a plane and uh, sent to Ukraine. Yeah, I like Goodbye. That. <laughs> nice. All right, so my next article is from Newsmax. Arkansas rep to Newsmax. Bill could transform state education. State Rep. Representative Keith Brooks believes the Learns Act could become a game changer for the state of Arkansas and the country at, a, at large once the bill passes through the state chamber. The legislation focuses on a total transformation of the education system, Brooks told Newsmax Monday. It's not a secret to say that the education has been a challenge here in Arkansas and nationwide, said Brooks. Governor Sarah Huckabee has a bold vision for the state of Arkansas, noted Brooks, in terms of addressing the literary crisis, raising teacher pay in the state, and giving parents a stronger voice in their kids' education. Sounds pretty fucking good. And this needs to be the way that every state fucking handles it. They should they should have had higher wages fucking years ago. They don't they don't get paid enough. No. Um, Definitely an overhaul of the curriculum because, you know, they're they're starting to inject that woke bullshit into it, which I I cannot believe that as an educator, a teacher, they're supposed to love teaching students and and inspiring kids to do, you know, good things with their lives and shit. How can you stand by and let this woke bullshit go through? I don't understand it. If if I was a teacher, I'd be like, You you want me to do what? Yeah, fuck you. No. No, it's not fucking happening. Well, it's it's like um all the police and everything during the the um the lockdowns and the masks, you know, just saying, "Oh, I was I was just doing my job." <laughs> no, you're not doing no, you're, you're not doing your job because you're letting that shit slide by. Yeah, and as a cop or somebody that's in the military, your job is to protect the constitution and the yep. rights of the American people. Exactly. So, technically you're not doing your job. Right. And, you know, these these are our kids, not theirs. And we need to tell these fucks that they're not going to let them teach us woke bullshit being pushed into the schools. And how the fuck are these teachers allowing this shit to pass? Like I just fucking said, it doesn't make any sense. Well, at the end of the day, people who have kids that are listening to the show, the only people that care about your kids is you. Well, yeah, it's a the te these teachers don't give a fuck about their students anymore. They don't they don't care. And that just shows like what you said in a previous podcast about, you know, about the police getting paid better about the. Well, yeah, no. And I know where you're going to go. You, you, you think the teachers should get paid more. Yeah. And you get but, better quality people. in Yeah. There. And exactly. You would. But right now we got all the fucking uh, whiny little bitches that need a safe place so they can go cry about their fucking student loans. <laughs> and then. Then while they're sitting there crying about their student loans and making a TikTok video, they go and scroll through TikTok and see some more woke bullshit. And they're like, I'm going to push this on this child. Yep. Yeah. So it goes on to say, Arkansas is ready to step up and lead, added Brooks. The Learns Bill, 
or Arkansas Bill Senate Bill 294 is an omnibus bill that includes state funds that students could use to attend a private home, private or homeschool, and a $14,000 raise in the minimum starting salary for teachers, which is good. That's well, what, good. What you, and what you did say there is if uh, somebody decides to go uh, homeschool, the money, the money follows the kid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's how it should be. It shouldn't be, oh, you like some states, if you don't have your kid go to school in a public school, it doesn't follow them to the private school or to home. Because when you're being homeschooled, you should get that money back in your taxes. Yeah, because you're paying that you exactly. portion of your taxes yeah. goes to that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Goes on to say, Brooks said the Learns Act would ban critical race theory, fucking hell yeah, from being taught in Arkansas schools. It would also prohibit teachers from introducing sexually explicit content to a certain level of elementary school age children. And I first, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand how this has to be a fucking bill. That's, it should already just be happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But... When I wrote that article, that uh, it was a couple days later. You wrote that one? No, I. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When I read that article. <laughs> I was like, God damn. That's my side job. But <laughs> uh, when I read that article, a couple days later, the, the, uh, the other article came out that says that they passed the bill. So that bill passed flying colors. Everybody agreed with it. Yeah. And I was like, fucking hell yeah. So that sets the precedence now for all the other states to fucking follow in line and follow this fucking Learns Act bill. Well, that, that's good. You know, in all reality, in my opinion, every, every child should be getting homeschooled nowadays because, uh, you know, the school system's a fucking joke. Yeah, it is. Maybe we'll do an episode on that. <laughs> um, I don't want to get too carried away with it right now. We, we, we got a show to do right here. So, um, all right. So let's talk about January 6th footage that shows Capitol Police escorting the QAnon shaman to the Senate floor. And if you're not sure, everybody, get ready for this. We are talking about January 6th, the day democracy almost died. <laughs> <laughs> No, democracy pretty much died the day Biden got in. Anyways, um, newly revealed surveillance footage from January 6, 2021 shows two Capitol Police officers escorting Jacob Chansley, the behorned so-called QAnon shaman who has come to symbolize the riot through the halls of the, of, uh, the Capitol and to the very door of the U.S. Senate. The footage aired on Tucker Carlson's Fox News uh, show Monday night shows the officers closely following Chansley as he wanders the corridors of the Capitol, bare-chested and wearing face paint and um, his fur hat with the Viking horns. Yep. I saw, I, I saw a couple of clips of that. And I, I, that's fucked up. Yeah, he was basically just getting walked around the... Yeah, it's getting a, it's getting a yeah. tour. Virtually every moment of his time inside the Capitol was caught on tape, says Carlson, who was granted exclusive access by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to 40,000 hours of surveillance, surveillance footage from that day inside and around the Capitol, which has never been seen before by the public. The tapes show the Capitol Police never stopped Jacob Chansley. They helped him. They acted as his tour guides. Yep. Which you, which I saw the video, and you saw the video, and you know that's what that's what I saw. That's I, exactly I, what I, I saw. I didn't see them trying to escort him out of the uh, Capitol building. No, I didn't see them trying to arrest them. It looked like uh, three dudes just uh, going on a tour. Yeah, and when they walked by nine other uh, nine other guards or police, whatever they are, whatever they were, they they just stood there and watched them all walk by. At one point, the officers are seen walking Chansley past seven other police officers milling around outside the Senate chamber who barely give him a second look. Damn it. Dude, do you just want to do the show yourself today? 
What the fuck? <laughs> you, you already know it. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? Like, I'm over here just trying to do my, my side, and you're fucking reading all the articles. That's fucked. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> all right. Then they escort him to various entrances of the chamber that appear to be locked. Eventually, they help him open the door, and he enters the chamber. Chansley, a 33-year-old Navy veteran from Arizona, has been jailed almost four years for obstructing an official proceeding. In In a jailhouse interview played by Carlson, he says, The one very serious regret that I may have is believing that when we were waved in in by the police officers that it was acceptable. Wow. Well, they 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 were waved in. He thought it was okay. Yeah. And you know you want to know something is um the defendants, like everybody that was arrested, yeah. weren't wasn't allowed to see any of this footage to help their case. That's fucked up. Yeah. So we had a bunch of political prisoners in uh sitting in jail because uh they they got pissed off that uh, the American people were pissed off that Biden got in. <laughs> well, stole the election. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, easy. That's a lot, a lot better. <laughs> in a statement, the Capitol Police suggests that one of the officers with Chansley, um was trying to de-escalate the situation because he was outnumbered. But that does not explain why Chansley, who was unarmed, was able to walk past seven more officers without being apprehended. Yeah. Exactly. This this guy was such a threat. Don't you, know, don't you think they'd be dealing with him? The SWAT would have been there. I mean, fucking Jesus Christ. Not one of them even tried to slow him down, says Carlson. He understood that the Capitol Police were his allies. If he uh, was in the act of committing such a grave crime, why didn't the officer standing right next to him place him under arrest? Exactly. Exactly. And yet, in the narrative formed that day by the Democrats and much of the media, Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in uh, outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow America's democracy, Carlson said. <laughs> the day democracy almost died. What a joke. Dun, dun, dun. McCarthy um, has been criticized for releasing the footage to Carlson, who plans to air five stories based on the footage over two nights that he says demolishes the Democratic narrative of January 6th. As well as Chansley's story, Carlson will air footage that he debunks the claim of the Capitol Police officer Brian uh, Sicknick was murdered by rioters. Other accusations against Republicans that uh, were promoted by the heavily partisan January 6th committee are shown in a strikingly different light by the footage to be aired by Carlson, including viral video of Senator Josh Hawley running away from the rioters on the day that appears to have been taken out of context. Claims that uh, Representative Brian Laudermilk guided insurrectionists around the Capitol to help them disrupt Senate proceedings contrasts with footage of him showing constituents around the next door Rayburn building the previous evening taken as a whole. The video record does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection says Carlson. No, looks like a a fucking tour. In fact, it demolishes the claim and that's exactly why the democratic party and its allies in the media stopped you from seeing it. Well, we, we kind of figured that, you know, any, any smart American figured that. Yeah, there was a, there are a bunch of people saying that that the that, unvaccinated Americans right. do that. <laughs> the ones that are driving around in their car by themselves with no mask on do that. If you have a mask on and driving by yourself, you definitely thought this was day democracy. Oh, definitely. definitely. You're definitely comparing this to um, 
Pearl Harbor and 9-11. And uh, the new one that's coming out is it, it, it was worse than slavery. Not my words. It's out there. What the fuck? Yeah. By controlling the images you are allowed to view from January 6th, they controlled the public, what the public understood that day. They could lie about that, about what happened, and you would never know the difference. Those lies had a purpose. They created a pretext for the federal crackdown of opponents of the um, Uniparty in Washington. Well, I'm kind of glad McCarthy... Uh, gave these tapes to Carlson because now when um, the Democrats go to rewrite fucking shit, you know, they, they can't, they can't say, you know, the January 6th insurrection, the day democracy almost died and all this bullshit. And then people will be learning about it years from now and thinking that it was as bad as Pearl Harbor or nine 11 or even slavery. Not my words, so don't get fucking pissed at me for saying that. <laughs> um, Democratic lawmakers such as uh, Representative Jamie Raskin of Maryland have warned that Carlson poses a serious security risk and have accused the Fox News host of being pro-Putin, pro-Orban, and pro-autocrat propagandists. There's thousands of hours of footage in that uh, that are out there already. Radskin told MSNBC, but the reason all of it wasn't released is precisely because it lays out lays out floor design, it lays out evacuation routes, it lays out where the vice president went, it lays out where the senior members of the Congress evacuated, and so on. Carlson's team says their footage has been vetted by congressional authorities to ensure it does not pose a security risk. All right. So, <laughs> hold on. So, so, so let me just finish it, finish it up. I'm almost done. They further point out that January 6th committee aired footage of an evacuation routes that VP Mike Pence and Holly used having failed to stop the release of the footage last week, representative, Adam Schiff, a fucking moron, criticized, I added that in, criticized <laughs> Carlson in a tweet saying he's a weak, weak, weak man. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think, I think, I think he's doing a great thing, you know, getting this footage out there. And I hope, I hope the people that were arrested, um, like Chansley and, you know, the other ones, get released and all that shit that we're charged with thrown out, not yeah. even on their record. Exactly. And you know, the, the thing is that that building is so fucking old. You're telling me that if, if somebody was really gonna, you know, watch these tapes, be like, Oh, this, this goes here and this goes there. All you have to do is we've seen it in fucking movies. You see it out there all the time. You just go on a tour and you just look around and you fucking map out the place. It, that they don't need this fucking footage right here to to know all that shit. Yeah, basically what's going on is the Democrats and, you know, whoever was on this side of, you know, this being an insurrection and this being a horrible event, every, everything's being shown for what it is, and now they're going to be held accountable for fucking lying about it. Yeah, and they're it, pissed and they're, they're yeah. crying like little fucking babies. Yeah. That's what happens every it, time they get caught. And, and this doesn't help their agenda, and, you know, it's got to be everybody else's fault, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, narcissist they they need a they need a they need a safe room to go cry about it they do non-binary non-gender conforming <laughs> so my next article is from fox news nine boxes of biden documents were taken from boston office nine boxes of documents were taken from president biden's attorney patrick moore's boston office but have yet to be reviewed the National Archives disclosed in a response letter to Senators jo uh, Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, and Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa. The archives had not previously publicly disclosed the number of boxes taken from Boston. It had been reported that Moore had shipped boxes of documents from the Penn Biden Center to his Boston office before discovering the initial trove of classified documents at the Washington, D.C.-based think tank. You know, it's a little suspicious that these, the classified documents were found just after these boxes were shipped to Boston and the classified ones were left behind. I think that's bullshit. Either they did get misplaced amongst the hundreds of other 
classified documents or they are all classified documents. And if he has nine boxes of them and they're all classified documents, like, I mean, come on now. And they were, they were shipped out just, but just before they were like, Hey, look, we found these ones. Like get the fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. get the fuck out of here. These people think we're fucking stupid. Um, goes on to say, in response to questions by Johnson and Grassley in a February 24th letter asking how and when the archives learned that the records were transported to Boston, acting archivist of the United States, Deborah Steidel Wall, responded, the agency learned about it on November 3rd, 2022. When NARA contacted President Biden's personal counsel on November 3rd, 2022, to arrange p- to pick up boxes from the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C., they informed NARA that Mr. Moore had more moved other boxes from the Penn Biden Center to Mr. Moore's law office in Boston, the letter states. Man, he's just, he's just scattering these documents all over the country. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> That's how you cover shit up. You just fucking scatter it out, and then, I don't know, it... it there's more. There's definitely more in this. goes on to say, in addition, the archives notifi- notified the Department of Justice's Office of Inspector General on November 4th that the documents had been moved. The documents were then picked up on November 9th and were secured by the, in the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library in Boston. And the, <laughs> first of all, these motherfuckers didn't even know where the nine boxes of documents were and, and the other... The other shit that they that they found well were tr- um, handed over to the archives. You know they didn't even, they didn't even know where their shit was, and that that's just fu- that's just fucking sad. That ha- that has to be the worst fucking division in the government. The the archives they don't know where shit is. They like what, you know, why is it there? They they found more next to his sixty seven vet in his uh in his garage. That's a safe place though. <laughs> that's that's the that's the safest place. It is. Right next to a car, yeah, in a fucking garage, fucking idiot. That's the safest garage in America. Oh yeah, it might be the safest garage in the world. <laughs> so it goes on to say, despite having uh, possession of the documents since November, the archives has not yet reviewed the box's contents to determine whether additional classified materials are inside. Now, what the fuck? <laughs> They've had this shit since November 9th, and they haven't looked at one piece of paper when he's been in possession of class of classified documents. The, the fuck this this like I said, this is a fucking dumbass division of the government that doesn't need to be there. But it's no it's no well, no no. And the thing is, is like they keep finding fucking documents and no, nothing's being done about it. Exactly, and that's what I said when when all this shit started. I said, I hope this is what they do. Yeah, but they're not going to do it. No, and, but if they this was fucking Trump, oh my god. Oh yeah, the fucking national no, guard would be there. Fucking, <laughs> uh, uh, he he'd be getting arrested right now. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's no surprise that they supposedly haven't looked into the boxes to see if there's other classified documents in it, which is suspicious. When they when they had those and and you know they have possession of them, why not look into them and see what's in there? Because now now all this time is is passing and. They could have gotten rid of the classified documents that were in there, returned them, or fucking whatever, just to make it look better that he didn't have all of these classified documents. So, you know, when more of this uh, failing of the fucking archives comes out, I'll definitely bring it to you guys if I can find the fucking article, though. Good man. Always. So my next article is U.S. firm tied to Chinese spy balloon program. Oh, Whoa. Hey, calm down. Those are just meteorological things. <laughs> a Northern California technology f- firm, a Northern California technology firm sold electronics to a Chinese defense firm linked to the country's spy balloon program, NBC News reported. AXT Inc.'s filing of the. Um, Securities and Exchange Commission in August showed that it owns an 85% stake in the Chinese subsidiary that produces materials and semiconductors and supplies a giant state-owned defense firm linked to Beijing's surveillance balloon program, NBC News reported. What the fuck? 
<laughs> Last month, the Biden administration blacklisted six Chinese companies after a spy balloon was shot down after floating across the U.S. A division of the defense firm, China Electronics Technology Group Corp., CETC, was among the Chinese companies blacklisted uh, for providing support to the People's Liberation Army's aerospace programs, NBC News reported. CETC last uh, last year was ranked number 233 in Fortune Magazine's top 500 global companies. At least 20 of CETC's subsidiaries and divisions have been added to the blacklist since 2018. The list identifies foreign firms judged to pose risk to the U.S. national security and imposes severe restrictions on U.S. companies seeking licenses to export goods to them. NBC News reported it's not clear. Is AXT's subsidiary sold materials directly uh, to any of the blacklisted parts of CETC? Although there's no indication AXT, formerly known as American Extile Technology Incorporated, is violating the U.S. laws, the company's previously unreported ties to the Chinese defense firm highlighted the challenge of preventing U.S. technology from ending up in the wrong hands of Chinese communist military. This is a fucked up situation. I know. Jesus. The two um, economies are very intertwined in a way that others are not right now. Emily Benson, a senior fellow at the Center of Strategic and International Studies, told NBC News, Oh man, we're we're intertwined with China. What? I I had no fucking idea. Oh, what the fuck? We basically get everything from China. Yeah. And so the more intertwined you are necessarily means the more complex it is to have control and really to force the separation in a in a supply chain. CETC is one of China's core state-owned defense companies with the vast global network, said Emily a senior fellow at the Foundation of Defense and Democ- of Democracies. It's a huge entity, she told NBC News. One of the ways it operates is through this enormous network of subsidiaries, whether those are large research institutions or joint ventures or investment players or wholly owned subsidiaries. And those have huge numbers of partnerships in the international system. Not surprised. NBC News reported that the Commerce Department didn't elaborate on the role of CETC in China's alleged balloon surveillance activities. A department spokesman said an analyst of recovered debris from the down balloon is ongoing, and we do not have definite analysis at this time. Of course, you don't. Of course, because you don't want to. You don't want it to come out that. We're, we're tied to what's going on. Right, exactly. That the American, pe- not the American people, but the American government is tied to that balloon going over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, and like you were saying, like, like what they said in the article with, you know, they, they're a huge entity with all these subsidiaries and all this other shit. They do that on fucking purpose. Yeah. I mean, everybody, I mean, I don't, I'm nothing, I know nothing about business. The runnings of business, but using common sense, like that that's fucking easy. All you got to do is, you know, fucking mix shit up and, you know, break it down here, there, and everywhere, and then fucking it doesn't look like you're actually directly working with them. And I don't understand why that's even allowed. Why the fuck are we... Certain things, I understand international, you know, commerce and everything like that, but when you get into shit like this... It, you should be barred or or not allowed to deal with another country in this facet. It doesn't make any sense to me because you're only going to op- you're leaving that door open for the shit that's going on right now and more stuff to happen in the future. Exactly. So, my next article is from Fox News. Domestic extremism bill would criminalize free speech, create Ministry of Truth advocacy group warns. A bill pushed by Washington's attorney general would criminalize free speech and lead to an Orwellian ministry of truth under the guise of preventing domestic terrorism, according to a regional think tank. 
This bill cre- will create a two-tiered justice system where some people have free speech and others don't. And that is a dangerous path for us to be set upon. Liv Finn, Director for Education at the Edu- Washington Policy Center, told Fox News. And here we go again with the government trying to enact a bill so they can come down on the American people if they don't like what you say or if you side with the, the other side that, that they're from. Like, this is just fucked up. I I don't even understand how this is a thing because it, it infringes on fucking free speech. Exactly. First Amendment. My, they might want to fucking look up the fucking... All the amendments, because the shit they're trying to push is it's fucking. <laughs> it's all it's all part of the agenda, you know. They 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 have to have this happen. Well, Jesus, they got a twenty thirty agenda. It well, that's that's fine. Have your fucking agenda, but guess what, you it's guys? It's not it, fine. Who no, the fuck says that? <laughs> it's no, it's not fine. But they they this is the fucking government. They should have the brightest minds and all this other shit. Like any any. Fucking common sense American can see that these stupid bills that they're trying to push and then the gun banning and all that shit is an indirect violation of our amendments. They need to be able to think around that. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. And it's fucking stupid. It goes on to say, Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson's office released a 31-page report last year with recommendations on preventing domestic extremism. Really? <laughs> Now, a bill establishing a commission tasked with building upon the reporting and creating a first-of-its-kind public health approach to proactively fighting misinformation and early signs of radicalization is making its way through the state legislature. Specifics on how the state might prevent radicalization and extremism are scarce in both the bill and the attorney general's report. And that's exactly why they're pushing the, the bill the way they are. So they can lay the foundation with this bill so they can use it whenever they want to be like, oh, no, it, it, that goes against this bill. That goes, you know, that yeah. goes against this. It's, it's fucking, I can see it. It's fucking dumb if I can see it because I'm just a fucking dumb truck driver. But the attorney general's report singles out online disinformation, anti-government ideologies, and the general spread of extreme Supremism as examples of domestic violent extremism. Really? Where the fuck is, where's the white supremacy like being fucking promoted? I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it. The only way I've seen it is in the government. But anyways, it's obvious that this is. Well, they're, they're the racists. Everybody well, in the government's racist. Because so, when you're out and about, like we've said multiple times, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. People, no. people just talk to whoever. And, you know, if you're an asshole, you're an asshole. It doesn't matter the fucking color of your skin. No, exactly. Goes on to say, it's obvious that this is targeting certain groups in our society without basis, Finn said. Speech is not violence. Violence is violence. To equate the two is outrageous and wrong. And all this shows is that how the government uh, has been given way too much power. They work for us and they're going to sit there and tell people, what they can and cannot say, fuck that. Fuck that. I don't, I don't think so. No, that's not happening. That's why we have a First Amendment, and this bill is, like I said, it's in direct violation about it, uh, with it. So for them, for them to come across with this bill, it's just, I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of laughed at it when I read it. Yeah. Like at first, at first it pisses me off that they're trying to, they're basically doing like what, what we're doing right here because we're opposed to some parts of how the government's being run and who, is doing it. And so that's I, I anti-government ideology. So we'd be in violation of this bill with this podcast or what yeah. we say on this podcast yeah. and it's just in online disinformation. So who decides what is disinformation? First of all, second of all, if even if it is disinformation, that might be your opinion of it. So it, it's, it's fucked up. Um, and like, like I said before, there's, there's no white supremacism. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I haven't seen anything anywhere in fucking years of white supremacism. So it, does, it, it really doesn't make any sense. And like I said, the only people that are white supremacists, the government. All right. And so my final article is going to be the U.S. announces $400 million in additional military aid to Ukraine. <laughs> Just fucking pump it. Just keep pumping it over there. 
The United States announced a new military aid package for Ukraine on Friday worth $400 million, primarily comprised of ammunition, but for the first time in a while, include tactical bridges to move tanks and armored vehicles. The bridges could uh, be used by Ukraine troops who have been training in combined arms maneuvers warfare, which is the coordinated use of artillery shelling alongside tank and armor vehicle attack movements to retake territory seized by Russian forces since they invaded Ukraine a year ago. The additional ammunition is being sent to help boost stocks in anticipation of the spring offense. Oh, because they're still on break. They're taking their lunch. (laughs) Assault. Assault bridging is essential for combining arms operations. It allows armored vehicles to cross narrow rivers and ditches that would otherwise cause a whole force to slow down, said Jack Waltling, a senior research fellow for land warfare at London-based Royal United Services Institute. Importantly, assault bridges are only critical for offensive operations showing that the U.S. is preparing Ukraine to continue retaking its territory, Walting said. In January, Berlin agreed to send Leopard tanks to Ukraine and said it would work with allies to send more. German aid for Ukraine was expected to be a major topic when U.S. President Joe Biden and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz met at the White House on Friday. Several NATO allies have pledged a range of armored fighting vehicles. This military assistance package includes more ammunition for U.S. provided uh, HIMARS and uh, howitzers, which uh, Ukraine is using so effectively to defend itself, as well as ammunition for Bradley Infantry Fighting Vehicles, Um, armored vehicle launched bridges, uh, demolitions, munitions and equipment, and other maintenance, training and support. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said in announcing the aid. So, you know, once, um, once we run out of money, and equipment in this uh, country, because, you know, that that's going to happen with us supplying them and Taiwan now and training Taiwan, that's all money. You know, we're, we're uh, with that happening, you know, we're going to end up in this war and, you know, uh, Zelensky's get a little message for all as Americans. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. So, yeah, you know, um, that's a that's a pretty strong message. Yeah, you know, is. saying Americans are going to die in this war. But it was also taken out of context by much of the media. Um, you know, they they want to make you believe, oh, he's threatening that the Americans are going to be over there. And all he's saying is if, um, you know, all the assistance doesn't slow down Russia, that we're all going to end up in this war. And the reason being is because we're a part of NATO. Well, in all reality, we shouldn't even be over there because it has nothing to do with us. No, exactly. We're going to stop being the world police, let Ukraine deal with their shit. Because, you know, if Russia is so po- supposedly a stronger nation, then let let it happen. Yep. That's what happened way back in the day. You know, in the Roman, Greek, you know, Egyptian, like all those times. It wasn't, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a massively strong nation. But MJ, your nation, not so strong. So, so you know what? I I know this other nation is going to try to try to come in, take all your your shit in your country. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defend you. No, the fuck I'm not. No, I'm gonna take you over before they can. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works. So you know, I I don't I don't uh I don't get it. But um, do do you have anything else to add? No, that's it. All right, so um. If you're listening to for the first time, or this is your second time, or third time, or fourth time, and you still haven't subscribed, you probably do that because then you get automatic downloads. So 
go find that subscribe or follow button on the platform or directory or podcast app that you're doing. So you get automatic downloads and you know, you don't have to search the show out when you realize, Oh fuck, it's Wednesday or it's Friday. I need to go uh, download their show. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are on truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we were on YouTube at the realist uncensored. That's just one word. So you can go check out the shit we're posting. Give us a follow, a like, you know, interact a little. Um, I don't know, maybe get into an argument with some moron that uh, <laughs> is not talking about anything that we posted. And also, if you need or feel like reaching out to us and don't want to do it on social media, you can reach out to us at therealistuncensored at gmail.com. That's to basically you can tell us we're fucking assholes, we're morons. You can tell us we're doing a great job. Um, you could just email us to have a conversation. Um, yeah. You exactly. can email us an article that maybe you want us to talk about, you know, what, whatever it is. So, all right. So with that being said, you know, that that's the show. And, you know, I'm going to leave you with uh, some words from uh, Senator Kennedy of uh, Louisiana. I do not hate anyone. I look for grace wherever I can find it. So I say this gently. The Biden administration sucks. You measure it any way you want. COVID, the economy, inflation, the national debt, the border, crime, cancel culture, treating parents like domestic terrorists, Afghanistan, our energy independence, now lost. My God. President Biden has been spectacularly awful. If you put President Biden in charge of the Sahara Desert, he would run out of sand.